Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, sleep issues, and infertility. Join me for episode 36, where we talk with Dr. Kelly Halderman, who holds two medical degrees in family practice, and naturopathic medicine. She is co-author of The Thyroid Debacle with Dr. Eric Balkavage, a manuscript she was working on when we met, and where she includes her thoughts on the benefits of the MAP method for chronic conditions. In this episode, we discuss Dr. Kelly's personal experiences with MAP sessions for chronic fatigue, deeper sleep, and skin issues. Listen until the end to hear about how it feels to be in a MAP session and how long it takes to experience significant shifts. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk with Dr. Kelly. All right. So Kelly, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks so much, Mal. And I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. And Kelly, I, I would love it if you could just start out by giving us a little bit about your background, because you have such a unique background and perspective. You have a journey that includes two medical degrees. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how that all came about? Absolutely. So, um, I graduated from medical school in 2007, which seems like a lifetime ago, but I, um, I worked in family practice and, you know, was a, um, a medical doctor and was loving my job. I I scored in the 99th percentile on my boards. I was, you know, I was just, it was in the zone and it was just, you know, matching symptoms with pills and just doing a fantastic job. And every once in a while I'd get this feeling and I'd lay in bed at night thinking, you know, am I really helping people? Because the same people who I just, you know, treated and released, you know, they'd stay in in the hospital and we'd get them back on their feet with like chronic disease. They'd come back, they'd just come right back in. And, but, you know, you're you're in, you're in this, this club, right? You're in medicine and everybody's patting you on the back for doing a really good job prescribing. And then one day I started to have very serious neurological symptoms myself. Um, I started to have foot drop and migraines. I was delivering a baby on call and I got such a giant scotoma from this migraine. I never had migraines in my life. I couldn't even see to deliver this baby. And I had to step back and and go, what is going on? And at the time, you know, I I was in the medical world. I had access to the best neurologists in the world. And I was like, okay, we're going to get this figured out. I'm going to get back to health and, you know, and call it a day. Well, I didn't get back to health. I was diagnosed with MS. Um, I was in my twenties. I had two young children and I was basically told to go home and, and be with them. And it equated to a death sentence, Madeline. And this was not okay for me. I, 
I literally, um, you know, up until this point, uh, medicine was everything to me. You know, my husband's a medical doctor as well. You know, everything that um, I'd worked for and paid so much money to be, the letters behind my name were worthless for me. And so I had to go back and I got a naturopathic medical degree. And I still use those principles to this day because they're the reason why I'm alive and I'm still here is because I didn't choose the road where the end point, we had no answers, you know, in, in medicine, diagnosis is like MS or, or idiopathic. And, you know, that's, that's Greek for, you know, we have no idea, but, you know, we don't know why your brain's eating, attacking itself, but, you know, here's some steroids. Well, I, I just didn't, I just didn't, that didn't resonate with me. And so naturopathic medicine helped me use nutrition and detoxification and really get back up on my feet. And I will say that we're going to get into more, a little bit more of my story, but I had some residual symptoms. I actually was diagnosed with Lyme and mold and a lot of um, nutritional deficiencies and things. And, and so, you know, I stepped from medicine to naturopathic medicine to try and, you know, really help my foundational health. But there were some things that were still hanging out. I still had a, quite a bit of fatigue, um, a lot of emotional issues that I think, first of all, in medicine, I was never taught that emotional fitness mattered. I was really never taught that uh, the mind-body connection was strong enough to really keep someone from their ultimate health. Well, so life is an evolution. Life is like, we're here to learn, right? So it was, it was step-by-step. And so I was using the naturopathic principles, getting better, but there was just something that was holding me back. And I will say this is that I had tried everything. I, I was completely open to EMDR, to brain tap, to um, just regular EFT tapping, EM, uh, EMDR, I said that, and then DNRS. Um, you know, I, I literally leveled up and I wasn't afraid to look in Pandora's box and find out, you know, were some of my, were some of the emotional things that had happened or generational things that have, was that causing my fatigue? But I really just hit a plateau where I still was living with chronic fatigue. And I think um, one of the doctors, brilliant doctors who helped me, Dr. Karen Vercota, she said to me, she's like, Kelly, you've forgotten what it's like to live without fatigue. You've forgotten what it feels like to be in a body with, without fatigue. So I think up until I met you um, in June, um, I was just living in this, this, this state that I thought was okay. Um, but, you know, after we started working together, things dramatically changed. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. I haven't even heard all of that. We've been working together for months. So, I mean, it, it's nice to take this time and, and just really hear the whole story because people's stories are just so beautiful. I mean, in some ways I feel like, you know, there, there's a reason, right? There's a reason for all of these things. There's a reason you went through what you did. It, it took you on an evolution. You were in love with medicine. You learned everything that Western medicine had to offer you. And when it wasn't enough for you, you went on and you found more. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, there are all these horizons that kind of have opened up to you and have led you, you know, on this wonderful journey and, and you've recovered your health along the way. So, you know, it's just a wonderful example of how, you know, Dr. Heal heal Yourself can also help you to be that person to, who can heal others in, with additional skills and insight than you had when you graduated and had that degree in your hand right Right. and I I do say that in 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 the book that we have coming out the thyroid debacle I use the word emotional fitness because in this book it's not just about thyroid it's about 
recovering from chronic illness and how our fitness factors, emotional fitness is one, gut health, um, you know, habitual health, what we, brain health, environmental health, they're all fitness factors that we just optimize, right? We just optimize because there was no one magic pill that really helped me. There was no one magical treatment. You know, people ask me like, how did you go from bedridden, Kelly, to literally 110% better? And I, you know, I, I do credit this, this last, this last huge jump that I've had. It's all map therapy. It is all, and I'm so excited. And I, you know, I really like to share that um, in this podcast, but it was really just putting, putting um, all these fitness factors and making sure you're taking care of them because if you're, if you're taking care of your gut and you're taking all your right supplements and you're really, your diet's perfect, but if your emotional health is a disaster, I have just not seen good results, right? And neither have you. And, and the practice that I have, I see people who have, who have seen everyone and, and, and they just think, you know, just this last week, this woman had seen, I mean, 20 practitioners and she's on a suitcase of supplements and she just couldn't understand why, you know, what, what it was going on. And what I explained to her and I'll explain, you know, in this podcast is there's this concept called the cell danger response by Robert Navio, a paper um, written, I believe it was in 2014, just, just groundbreaking. And in this paper, he talks about the cell danger response. And what that is, is that the mitochondria, so our little powerhouses of our cells, they can sense a decrease in electron flow. So the decrease in electron flow can come from a Lyme disease infection. It can come from heavy metals. It can come from mold, or it can come from an emotional trauma. Emotional trauma can be, can be it's subjective, right? It's completely subjective. One thing that would be a very emotional trauma on someone might not face another person. But what happens is that the cell danger response is set off in the body. And this response is a primordial mechanism to help protect the host. It is completely normal. So if I am shopping out Target and I get a little virus you know, from the cart, well, actually maybe they're so sterile now. So maybe a different place I'm picking up a virus my body will actually, it'll trigger a cell danger response, meaning red flag, red flag, we are under siege. We have to change metabolism. We have to slow down thyroid hormone production. We have to slow down brain function. We have to get this person, this host to get in bed so that they recover. Okay. Completely normal, completely normal. And then what happens is that when the virus is over and when the immune system is taking care of it, we come out of the cell danger response and we feel better. And we're back and we're feeling that. But what happens in chronic disease, and I, I did my hypothesis is that with this emotional health that no one is addressing or we're trying to address it, but we're, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can is that we're stuck in the cell danger response. Our body still thinks we are under siege. Our body and our brain, the whole, you know, everything that we have, spiritual, emotional, bodily health, is stuck in this response. And so what's difficult is that as practitioners, we see this every day. We see people who are stuck in the cell danger response, but it's difficult to get the body to, to think that it's okay to come out when you've been in it so long for things like chronic Lyme, chronic mold, you know, chronic Epstein-Barr. You know, these are the things where the body still thinks it needs to have all these resources uh, downplayed. So people have brain fog, their thyroids don't work, their gut health. You know, I brought up the article. I brought up summary 
Um, and it says when this when the CDR cell danger response persists abnormally, whole body metabolism and the gut microbiome are disturbed. The collective performance of the multiple organ system is impaired, behaviors impaired, and chronic disease results. So lifting the cell danger response, again, it's like once you, I, I've countless people who come for my help and they're like, I don't have Lyme disease anymore. You know, I don't have the spirochetes running through my blood, but I feel terrible. I feel terrible. And I have a hypothesis and we're going to do some research on this, Madeline, and I, that, that MAP therapy, I believe, pulled me out of the cell danger response. And so my body went, we're back just like I had had the flu and then the cell danger response turns off and you feel better. So I subjectively felt so much better. Even I dare I say, even after the first session, and I'm not trying to tell people it's going to work after the first session, but something completely rewired in my brain. And I immediately felt that shift. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. You took us a lot of places there. So cell danger response again, very, very interesting research. I, was that out of Stanford? I, I feel like maybe it was um, West Coast. He, he's West Coast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is, you know, this is talking about the mitochondria, the powerhouse of our cells, the powerhouses of our cells. And they, what he discovered is that they have two modes, right? They're mm -hmm. either doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is providing the fuel for the cell, ATP production, blah, 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 or in the face of a threat, they stop. They yeah. kind of, they put that uh, fuel production on hold and they start signaling to the cells mm -hmm. around them, oh, we're under threat, we're under threat, you know, and they start, they communicate. So he called that like M1 and M2. It's like mm -hmm. two modes of, uh, you know, of, um, of function. And, and I mean, you know, I have a degree in biology and I went to a, you know, the Bronx High School side. And back when, when I studied these things, no one ever talked about mm -hmm. mitochondria having any other function. You know, it was simple, right? It was just like, right. oh yeah, yeah, powerhouse of the cell, powerhouse of the cell. So he was the first, I think the first person here, at least that I know of that really discovered that there's these two functions. There's this dichotomy. Mm -hmm. There's this moving back and forth from producing producing energy and then also signaling and in that signaling function you know it's it's uh it's something that ha you know we have to get the cells to come back to making right. energy again so i mean that's a really important insight now um i think you've talked about lab tests that can be done around cell danger response i know you also talked about your hrv um, and you know how that was affected, but maybe we should just take a little step back here and talk about, you know, how, how you found the map method, because this is something that most people have never heard of. And I mean, kudos to you to, for, you know, hearing something about it and then actually going and finding out more and trying well, it. Well, <laughs> one of your previous guests, Kathy Moore is my near and dear friend. And I would pretty much, you know, do anything for Kathy, right? So Kathy and I are talking one day in, in probably in May, 2020. And, you know, I'm talking to her about the, the, I'm stuck, Kathy. You know, she's one of the most brilliant practitioners on the planet. Kathy, I'm stuck. You know, I have done everything. I have 10 letters after my name and I can't fix myself. You know, like what is going on? I've tried to... And she, you know, her Kathy, just beautiful, you know, ways. 
well, let me tell you about the map method. You know, let me, let me tell you about, and so I'm listening and in my mind, because I think I know everything. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, Kathy, I've done all that. I've done the MDR. I've even done DNRS. And, and for our listeners, you know, dynamic neural retraining, it's very tedious. Like it's a lot of time and it's, it's, it just takes a lot of time, right? So I'm like, oh no, not one more of these. But I'm receptive. I'm very open. I'm very open to the fact that yes, something emotional, something limbic could could be could be keeping me from not being 100%. And so I'm listening. And so really, I'm probably uh, just to be honest, I called at you and I reached out for Kathy because I could I couldn't even think of another therapy like really you know really so this is not a placebo effect I would tell people that I'm like I did not have a whole lot of expectation it wasn't that I was against it it wasn't it's just that you know when you get in this position I mean guys I I I have a medical doctorate a naturopathic doctorate a clinical nutrition doctorate but I live in this diseased body I understand how you feel I understand that when people say, oh, have you tried this? It's almost just like, oh, you just kind of want to give up. But so I did the first session with you, Madeline. Um, and right, it, it's really hard to go from, um, you know, with EMDR, you know, you can feel the vibration. Something. So it was like we're sitting on a Zoom call and you're talking to my you know, super conscious and all these kind of new words for me. But really, my only job was to just just be right. Just be present, just be present. And you don't have to think anything. Um, but I could, I could physically feel almost like crackling in, in my brain. I can't, it's like little popcorn. And I was like, wow, you know, I, this is doing something. This is definitely doing something. And I think I had this big emotional release and it's great because you're so wonderful and, and just so comforting in that, I didn't know you from Adam, but I just felt like this is happening for my edification. This is happening for my benefit. And, um, you know, got off of our call. And I remember walking over to my husband and he's like, you look like a different person. Your, your face, you, you just, you look so different. And I really, I really didn't ask him too much, but I could feel it. I could just absolutely feel like a like some, you know, spark had lit or, or, you know, the bail had come off physically felt better. Um, I track everything. I have an aura ring. I use all kinds of devices, but I noticed my HRV heart rate variability went up. And so that's objective data for me where it wasn't, oh, I feel better subjectively. It was, I can prove <laughs> that something happened, something happened neurologically. I started to get tons more deeper sort of sleep. Uh, you know, I just started to be able to handle stress better. Uh, I'm in process of doing another Dutch test, um, the dried urine assessment for my uh, cortisol to see if, you know, more of these objective measures. Um, there, there's a test called the Genie test where you can, um, you could, it's a really high level test and it's expensive and I really don't use it. And I, I don't really encourage anybody to go out and get it because basically you're, you're going to be able to tell if you're in the sale danger response or not, because are you stuck in chronic fatigue? Are you stuck in this chronic disease? But that is something too, where um, we might explore using that as someone's in it. Someone does the genie test. Someone does map therapy. They subjectively feel better. And then we can have the objective, objective measures in it. Okay. 
Yeah. So Kelly, <laughs> you've talked about doing a study on with chronic fatigue and the mm -hmm. MAP method based on your experience with it, which I think would be so interesting. And it, uh, I think you were also talking about the, what is the test for the metabolites for the cell danger response? The genie test does. Oh, the genie test. test okay. For the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for people who, um, for people who may have a baseline, you know, that we may be able to do some map method sessions for them and then check to check to see if there's a, a change. But like you said, you know, that you'll subjectively feel it. You don't, you don't have to wait for the lab test, but the lab test That's is right. a nice, is a nice confirmation validation. Right. People like us want data. People who, who, you know, like are in the high level, they want to say, well, you know, where's your case study. Right. And so I could, I could care less that, you know, personally, I just feel better. And that's worth every, right. It's worth everything to have your health and everything to be sleeping well and feeling well and to be emotionally intact. But that's why, you know, we have two sides that we play with you. Know, we have to really quench the uh, data lovers. And I know, I know we we're going to get there. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you talked a little bit about the other things that you try, the other therapies and, you know, in particular, the other therapies that were around, um, the mind-body connection, you know, can you talk a little bit about that, things that you tried, how this compares, you know, like for people who have maybe tried those as well, like just some idea of where this fits into that space would be helpful. Right. I think the first time that we, we talked on the phone, I was doing a consultation with you yeah. and I had said, you know, I've done EFT, I've done EMDR. I firmly believe in the mind-body connection. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten some benefit from some of the things that I've done, you know, meditation. And um, I like a device called the brain tap. I love um, um, heart rate variability training, you know, all of this, you, you make gains, right. But the gains weren't enough for me to, to continue. And they weren't, you know, cause I'm busy. I have three kids, you know, practicing and all, all these things. So um, I really wanted to know kind of compared to the things that I've done, well, where do you see MAP? And you said, MAP is, is, a, is, is like it's on steroids. It works so much faster and quicker than some of the other trainings that I had, that I had done. And I'm like, oh, well, that's great. You know, that, that it really does. Um, and then I had listened to the Colette, um, the, also that interview that you did. And that was just a great foundation of kind of like where we're going with this. So that was for me, one of the, the, the best things is that you, you don't have to buy more equipment. You don't have to buy more supplements. You know what I mean? Cause we talked about right before we started recording about how there's some sort of a, dare I say addiction, but, but people want a substance and they, and so like last week, uh, you know, talking about the, the, the client I had with the suitcase of supplements. And I said, you know, well, how do you feel? And she's like, I feel terrible. And I'm like, well, then obviously add, I mean, do you logically think, and I would very respectfully, do you logically think one more thing, one more dietary supplement, one more is going to really turn everything around for you. But yet there's something still where with people where when you talk about quantum fields and working on, you know, that it's some sort of block or something, you know, something in our, our humanness that really would rather cling to like, a new potion or lotion or, you know, so something rather than digging into the quantum field. And maybe it's just fear of the unknown. And, and at the point I was at, it was, 
I had put fear to the back seat because it was desperacy. It was, you know, I know there's something, you know, I have to explore. I have to be brave. I have to, I have to make, you know, it was, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to think that, that I don't have control over, you know, my body, you know, with supplements and things it was, you know, the physiological aspect. I, like I say to people, I refer to Madeline, I refer to you all the time because I say, you know, I can get your glutathione status back on. I can, you know, I can fix your, your, your B vitamins and I, you know, and, and help re, and help fill in gaps foundation. I can help you optimize your gut. But what I just said about the cell danger response is that I have people who've been working on their gut, quote unquote, for 10 years, and they're still trapped with this bad gut. Well, what is it? the cell danger response says, if the cell danger response is turned on, your gut's never going to get better. It's just, not, you're just wasting, you're just spinning your wheels. So when I did the MAP therapy, I, again, it was something was so foundationally different after even the first session. And I've worked, so chronic fatigue was my issue. And I was completely convinced that it was still something I was missing phys physiologically. Was I not getting enough CoQ10? Was I not getting enough, you know, B12? You know, something. And I, I mean, I would have probably, if I wouldn't have met you, I'd probably still be down this rabbit hole trying to chase things that weren't the foundational issue. So after I had this appointment and I, I felt this release and the chronic fatigue, I, I stopped taking a lot of the supplementation I was taking. I got to stop doing all these extraneous things. And it was like, just this weight got lifted off of me. So that's where I talk about when I'm referring people to you and I'm continuing to work on all kinds of things with you, not just chronic fatigue is that we're, you know, we're getting at the root cause, the core, and it's not emotional health in everyone. I, I do not say your problem is emotional. I do not do that. I know there's some well-meaning practitioners where it's like, everybody has Lyme. Everybody has mold. Everybody has X, Y, and Z. It's, I'm not your problem is emotional fitness. However, I think that we're living in such a stressful time that it is worth a, a shot. So for me too, I also started with, with acne. I mean, I'm old. I don't, I don't need to have you know wrinkles and blemishes at the same time. And I thought after I got such good results with chronic fatigue, I thought, you know what? I tried everything for my skin. I have literally tried everything inside, outside. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, hey, man, let's just, let's just try, you know, skin and acne. And we went through some, I mean, the connections you make, Madeline, and it, it's unbelievable. It, it's still unbelievable. But I have not, you know, probably five, six months now, my skin is perfect. And I would have never in a million years thought that there was something emotionally driving that but it's at this point it must have been because I'm I it's gone it's completely gone but what have I have ever thought that no and in and, and some other issues that I've had it's like now I really am very open to exploring um because of the 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 quickness of map and how it really helps rewire and um just to get into a little sidetrack is that Madeline gives a uh, commands a map on the go so when I'm starting to feel a little bit like of a pinch of fatigue or, or, or something that's bothering me, I will use the map on the go um, and I subjectively feel better and things, other things um, will subjectively get better. And so that those have been very helpful too for me. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about like what a map session is like. Cause you, you know, so we were talking about kind of like the results, 
but um, maybe you can just give a little bit of a preface for this and then you can talk about what it feels like as a client because uh, I think that that is the missing piece. Like people cannot grasp what this would feel like, what it would be like to yeah. be in a session. So this is, um, so the MAP method is a method that was developed by psychotherapists and experimental psychologists. It is not psychotherapy though, right? It is not psychotherapy. It is, I would call it an advanced method of neural retraining. So we have the basic methods like DNRS, dynamic neural retraining um, system. Uh, there's something called the Gupta method, which is another basic method. And then, you know, there are many techniques, you know, like using intention or affirmations that are also kind of along the same lines, visualization and so forth. And the difference between those basic methods, which are basically a set of mental exercises that you practice on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, well, A, this is um, practitioner directed. Mm -hmm. So there is a practitioner that is facilitating the session and helping you get the most out of your session. Mm -hmm. um, but what I, what I want people to understand is that the practitioner is not doing something to you, right? So, right. I mean, very different from, you know, people think of bio, like neurofeedback um, mm -hmm. kinds of systems or uh, sessions. And, and that's, you know, you sitting in front of a computer, you've got electrodes on your brain and they're trying to train you to, you know, to get into that alpha state or whatever, to have certain brain waves. This is not that. This is very different from that. It is very actually freeing, you know, mm -hmm. You have your practitioner is on a Zoom video conference with you. You are not hooked up to any equipment. There is no equipment except, you know, uh, accessibility to a video conference platform. And you come to the session with your idea for what you want to work on. So, you know, for example, Kelly, you would come to a session, maybe you'd have a couple of ideas, like I maybe want to work on this or this or this, you know, which one do you think would be good? And I would kind of muscle check myself and be like, oh, it's, you know, this topic feels like it'd be a good one today. Mm -hmm. And so we would get going that the topic that you choose organizes the session. Mm -hmm. um, and during the session, the, once you've been initiated to the map method, which simply consists of watching a 15 minute video, coming to your first session, the introductory session. We complete the initiation like the first 10 or 15 minutes, which is just me talking to your subconscious mind. We do some preparatory steps. I kind of explain some things and then we go into your subject and we start working with it. The practitioner is there to offer instructions to your subconscious mind. So the method is very much around interfacing with the subconscious mind. So like my subconscious mind is, in, is connecting to your subconscious mind. And, and I'm verbally offering instructions to your subconscious mind for the purpose of uh, achieving your goal for the session. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind, however, is the one doing the rewiring. So the practitioner is not do anything, doing anything to the client. The practitioner is there to recognize the patterns, offer instructions, appropriate instructions, and then your brain does what your brain is going to do with those instructions, right? Okay. In some cases, your brain is going to sit there like, no, no, not doing that today. You know, that's not either. It doesn't. It doesn't serve your highest good, or it's just, you know, it, it's just not the the order that your superconscious wants things to be solved in. We say superconscious. That's just our word for the subconscious mind. It's just a semantic thing. So, so throughout the session, it's just a kind of it's an iterative process where. Mm -hmm. 
the practitioner, you know, you, I get some input from you about, uh, you know, okay, you have this issue. What does it feel like when you have the issue, right? How intense is that feeling for you? Mm -hmm. And then based on that emotional signature of the issue, we start to give instructions to the subconscious mind for neutralizing memories. And that's basically what we're doing. The method is about neutralizing the emotional pain around certain trauma memories from the past. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, it's almost like we are changing the operating system of the mind, mm -hmm. right? So I like to compare the, the subconscious mind to like a supercomputer, right? Mm -hmm. Every supercomputer has an operating system. Where does the operating system of a human being come from? It is downloaded in those first five to seven years of life. Mm -hmm. First five to seven years, we're walking around in like delta, theta, brain waves. Yeah. It's like a state of hypnosis. Everything that's going on around us, everything that's said, everything we taste, feel, touch, experience, witness, it is all getting downloaded. This becomes the operating system of your mind. And so there can be bugs in the operating system of your mind that later in life, Come back to haunt you and they aren't serving you anymore with this yeah. method we can have the subconscious mind go back and find those memories and neutralize the emotional pain so that it's the emotional intensity that prioritizes that memory in your operating system right it makes it like put it in the forefront top you know it's prioritized to the top when we can neutralize that then it gets deprioritized and it has you still have the memory uh, it may be an unconsciously held memory, but the memory's still there. It's just not so painful anymore. And that takes it, deprioritizes it. And that means that you don't have to live out of it all the time. You didn't know maybe that you were living out of it, but when we deprioritize the memory or the set of memories, because in, with the MAP method, we work in clusters, mm -hmm. um, clusters of memory, then you, your subconscious mind is operating differently. And since your subconscious mind runs the body, Say that the body. Again. yeah, your subconscious, yeah, mind runs the body. That's right. Logically, I mean, people that is so yeah. important. Don't grasp this, right? The subconscious mind is something that we kind of put to the side. Like we we prize this conscious mind that thinks and is linear, and you know, it goes to school and it gets you your medical degree and all of this stuff, right? It helps you do the crossword puzzle and helps you drive, right? But but. It's the subconscious mind that is 90 to 95% of all our brain activity. And before you got sick you, and you, did, you didn't have to think about your health, that was thanks to your subconscious mind. Your yep. subconscious mind is running all the physiological processes of the body. So when your immune system is not working, we should be saying, now what's going on in the subconscious mind that it's like, yeah, that it's not like helping me out here. Like subconscious mind, you know how to do this. Come on, you know how to do this. You've been doing it all my life. Where are you today? You know, where are you now? Where have you been? What are you, what are you what's going on in there? You know, right. we never think uh, detox is not working. Why are these heavy metals building up in my system? And the, the human animal has an amazing capacity for detoxification. Would you not agree? I would agree. Yeah. And so when it's not happening, it's like, okay, subconscious mind, What's going on? Why are we hanging on to this stuff? Why aren't we clearing it? What are you busy with, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we don't think that way, right? And I think, you know, you talked about the fascination with physiological therapies or treatments. And I think it's very much our culture, you know, our culture, because Western medicine is so prized in this country, 
and even even alternative medicine is much kind of follows the same line of thinking that there's, you know, they aren't using the same prescription drugs, they're using supplements. But the idea is, if there's something physiologically wrong with you, we have to get it through physio, we have to get at it through physiological approaches. So this is very counter to that. It's like, no, well, if you try the physiological approaches, and there was no, like, um, fix for you, then you know, we really should be thinking about what's going on in the subconscious mind, right? right. And so that's where the MAP method comes in. It is, I, I feel like it, you know, uh, you talked about our first conversation, the free consultation where we talked for 15 minutes. And, um, and I said to you, well, if you've tried EFT, if you've tried tapping, if you've tried EMDR, you know, this method, the MAP method grew out of those methods. Those were methods that were developed in the 1980s. They're not new. This method is about six years old. Uh, it grew out of all of those findings from the 80s, but it is so different now. It, it, is, it almost cannot be compared to them anymore. I think I told you, it, I think I described it to you as it's a quantum leap over EMDR and EFT and tapping. And I can't say that I know that for myself because I'm not a psychotherapist, right? But we are, uh, it, like I said, the method was developed by psychotherapists with their insights and their, you know, training, their expertise. And so it is their assessment that this is quantum leap over EMDR and EFT. Um, and, and I, you know, I believe it because people who have come to me who said, I've tried those things and it helped, but it never really took care of the issue entirely. Um, the MAP method, because we're working directly with the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind knows all of the connections, um, I feel like we can get to the roots causes of emotional issues a lot better, a lot more cleanly, a lot more completely with the MAP method than is possible perhaps with some of those other methods, talk therapy included. So uh, now I've just gone on on a complete rant and I forgot oh, where we were going, Kelly. Extremely relevant, important. So many things you said, I was like, absolutely. I mean, you know, what really resonates for me is that the subconscious drives our health, but yet for some reason we have a hard time accepting that. And so when I was physically sitting during my session, I really didn't hold that belief to be true. But what I did know is that I was going to be uh, open and receptive to what was ever happening, right? What was going on. So for the listeners, it's important that you realize that you don't have to with your prefrontal cortex thinking brain, you don't have to think through these things because that's a different part of, of, of the neurology of what is happening. So really when, you know, Madeline talks about like the complex things and the inner interfacing and you really don't have to do anything. You don't have to, you don't have to think a certain pattern. And I love this because we were talking to begin with, you said, you don't have to go back to memories that really hurt. We don't have to go digging and like with, you know, cognitive, you know, like talk therapy. We don't have to go digging and find your, your super conscious will go find those, those strings. You know, like, I feel like it's almost like the super conscious is just waiting to be instructed to grab that, that piece of yarn. And then once it grabs it, it knows exactly how to follow it, where to go, how to rewire it. And, and it does it without 
me consciously Kelly with my, you know, with my brain, I don't, I didn't have to do anything. And it's amazing. It's very freeing. It's very, you know, what it really makes me remind me is that, you know, our bodies 24 seven are, are fighting and clawing to, to help us have perfect health. We sometimes get in the way of that, or we have beliefs that we need to find a practitioner to do this. And or I have to find, you know, some sort of like medication or supplement or something where it's like, all I did during my session is I just let it happen. And I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't have to physically, you know, think of things, things would come up and we would talk about it, but I didn't have to go into all these details. It's just that it, it, it took the suggestions from the practitioner and it just ran with them. And I, and I completely could feel like rewiring and I could feel um, the difference in physiological health. Yeah. So maybe, we can, so that's where we were going. <laughs> that's where we were going. We we're going like, how, how, what does it feel like from the client's perspective? Like, what does a session feel like? And so, yeah, so you would come with your idea about what you wanted to work on. I would ask you, how does it make you feel? Or what are the emotions around that? And and that that's really all we needed to get started, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the instructions that are provided by the practitioner you know, the client is sitting there with their eyes closed. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what, how relaxed or how, you know, you're meant, you're, yeah. Sure, what you it just, felt like. We begin the session and we take some deep breaths and we center ourselves and just, just, just get into more, you know, kind of a parasympathetic state where we're just trying to relax and um, really kind of just making sure that, um, you know, that you're just comfortable sitting and I just close my eyes and I just, I just listen um, to what you're saying. And then, you know, if we have a topic that we're going to, I would just say this is that sometimes when I'm going to do a session, I'm not quite sure what topic, but then we'll, we'll just, we'll, you know, muscle test for a topic and then that'll work. And it'll lead us down a path where the super conscious wants us to go. And so things that I didn't even think were relevant, that's why it's so amazing because you just don't have, you just don't have to work so hard at it. Your, your, your brain is, your superconscious is, is ready and, and it just wants those instructions to, to really just get on that train of like, okay, then I got it. So I just sit comfortably, um, you know, we, you ask for my permission to communicate with my superconscious. Again, it's, it's just, um, a really nice time to um, in, kind of let go. And then, so sometimes when I'm closing my eyes, I'll be quote unquote processing. And, you know, I'll just be seeing lots of different colors and, you know, things are moving and moving and moving. And I'm almost like probably in more of a theta state. Um, and it's just like a meditative state. And, you know, really I could just feel reorganization and, and it's, again, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying, I'm just sitting back and I'm, I'm letting the system that really knows what it, it needs to do and how to do it with the map commands and things. I'm letting it just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so some people experience it as some people really don't have a visual, any, any kind of visual. They're sitting there quietly, their eyes are closed, they're relaxing. They're listening to me talk to their subconscious mind, but it's just like, it's just kind of going over their head. You know, it, it, yeah. it's not something, it's not something you need to take on with your conscious mind and, and do something. 
no, you're just maybe holding on to a memory that you know uh, we talked about or that came up for you and um, focusing on that. And your subconscious mind is showing you things. I mean, it may show you things. It may, a memory may pop up for you or you may have an image, a word, uh, a thought. Some people have- I think I had a lot of neck pain. I mean, when we were talking, like the first time it was like, all of a sudden it was like this excruciating, I mean, it wasn't excruciating. It was tolerable, but I was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. And then, so you honed in on that and started to to talk me through some things. And then it was just like, it was like released. It was just like, you know, it it was, it was gone. And I I do have that where I get like my solar plexus gets really tight and we talk about that. And then, and then you, um, you know, we talk about what comes up for memories or feelings or things, and then I can just feel the release. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's the iterative process, right? So during a period where your subconscious mind is processing an instruction, things may be happening, right? So you may feel physiological something, uh, a tightness, uh, congestion, uh, a pain, something, um, or you, yeah, or a memory pops up for you, or whatever. Your subconscious mind is showing you some of the things that are connected, and then. And then at the end of the processing, so I can tell when you're processing and tell when you're done, I can tell if you're stuck and you need some help. Mm-hmm. Then when you're done with those instructions, I ask you, you know, so did anything come up for you during that? Did you have a thought? Did you have a memory? Did you have a body sensation? Did you have uh, a word come to mind or an image? And, and people are different in, in, in how they experience and what they report. Some people are like, no, I no, I was just, uh, just re- I just feel really relaxed and that's all. That's okay. I will just follow my own intuition about what needs to happen next. But where there is feedback, that kind of helps us figure out where where the next step is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the session kind of unfolds like that. It's just a you know a, a series of these iterations until we get to the point that we feel like the session is complete. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, do you feel like you? you know what the results of the session are at the end of the session or is it something that unfolds for you? Um, both. Um, usually I can feel um, subjective. Um, something usually feels better. Um, I know I've talked to people who've done the session and they say, oh, I really didn't get the result until um, you know 24 hours after. So I think it really varies. And I think it's like what topic came up and um, you know how, how really your body's going to take that information and, and do with it what it, it wants to do. I always trust. I literally always have a lot of trust in that my body knows, my super conscious knows, my body knows like, what is good for me. And so I try not to like hang my hat. That's why when I come into a session, I'm very open. I'm like, this is what I think we're going to start with. But like, I'm going to be completely open to anything and everything that, that pops up because I know it's for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. And I also want to make sure that we say here that, you know, there may not be a recognizable shift for every session. Yeah. Sometimes we're, I mean, something is happening at every session. I, you know, that is definitely true. However, sometimes we're doing fundamental work and, you know, multiple sessions will be needed. So maybe when we're doing foundational work, you're not really noticing a significant shift. Um, you know, early shifts tend to be emotional, then mental, and then the physical ones kind of, they lag, right? They, they just, that's kind of the order in which they were 
created too. So, uh, you know, first it's the emotional, then it's like the mental habit, and then it's like the physical manifestation in the body. Mm -hmm. And so going backwards, it kind of unwinds in the same order. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, I have many people that, you know, they need three, four, five sessions before they really notice, start noticing some significant shifts. And that's, you know, um, that's all fine. I mean, it, every session that we do, as I like to say, is resolving subconscious stressor, stressors. So, yeah. All and right. Just a disclaimer is that, um, you know, we can't resolve a heart attack with MAP and there are definitely, uh, you know, this doesn't replace your medical doctors, all that. And, and you've never, it, it, that's not even the same playing field. There's a big role for allopathic medicine. My husband's a doctor. You know, there's, there, this is just more of the, the other side of that. So we never want to say like, oh, I'm having, you know, a stroke. I need to do, do math, you know, go to your doctor. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. Of course. Of course. Yes. You know, but I would, I will say that if you have had a stroke or you have had a heart attack mm -hmm. and there are, you know, those are traumatic things. And so yeah. if there is a feeling that this traumatic memory still haunts you, it's keeping you from sleeping or it, you yeah. just feel, you've just been feeling like more like you're in that stress response afterwards. And you want to try the MAP method to see if you can resolve some of those mm -hmm. kind of the aftermath of the mm -hmm. big surgery, you know, the big right? The big health trauma. Yeah. Um, the MAP can be, MAP method can be a very nice um, adjunct therapy for right. those purposes. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. Kelly, I would love to have you talk about your book. You talked, you mentioned the title at the beginning. Can you just say what it is again and, and just let us know uh, when we can expect it and what, what's it about? Who is it for? <laughs> so um, the title is The Thyroid Debacle. I wrote it. Um, I'm actually a co-author with Dr. Eric Balcavage. He is the world uh, foremost uh, aficionado, everything on thyroid health. I mean, you know, a lot of people are, are we, we struggle. I struggle myself with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And um, really what the book is about, it's about how there's an epidemic of, um, of, of thyroid disease and that allopathic medicine and all its wonderfulness is really just covering it up with drugs and, you know, in the the real ticket to health is again, optimizing fitness factors and it doesn't replace, you know, uh, medical advice and things like that. But people are frustrated when you go into the doctor and your thyroid's off and then they just give you Synthroid, you know, synthetic T4. And it's like, but why, right? But what is going on? And so now, you know, that I've met you and I've been doing the map therapy that, that that's a part of the book now is it in the emotional fitness. It's that, it's that, Subcon superconscious is driving your health, right? So, you know, you can do everything, spend thousands of dollars on gut health and all these thyroid supplements and blah, 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 and you're not going to get anywhere. Sometimes it's, it's where we need to really work on um, that fitness factor more. So this book isn't just for thyroid, um, people with thyroid issues. It could be, you know, um, you, you're just struggling with just chronic fatigue too. You know, it's, it's it, the back part three is a manual to optimize the, the 10 fitness factors. So we're excited. It got a little bit delayed because of COVID. Um, but you can, um, follow myself or Dr. Eric on, um, Instagram, um, just Dr. Kelly Halderman, Dr. Eric Balcavage, and the book should be able to be ordered probably mid February on Amazon, um, or wherever books are sold. Wow. Fabulous. Yeah. So it sounds like it would be a really great resource for anyone with complex chronic conditions. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because often it's a ball of wax and it, 
you know, it includes the thyroid and other hormonal imbalances, but there and chronic fatigue, but there's, you know, it can be different features to it. Right. Um, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Kelly, it's been wonderful having you on the show. I really appreciate the time that you took to come and chat with me today. Oh, I'm, I'm so over the moon excited about how MAP has completely changed my life. I mean, of all the therapies, all the money I've ever spent on anything, this has had the most significant impact in my life. And I'm just happy to have met you and happy to share my story and just um, hope that um, people as esoteric as MAP sounds, that people would, would give it a chance because it's amazing. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To order Dr. Kelly Halderman's new book, The Thyroid Debacle, please visit Amazon.com or your favorite bookseller. To learn more about the MAP method for health, visit mindremapforhealth.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2021 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.